0: You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic Gathering podcast. I'm your host David Wolfe and I'm joined here by Gerard and Alan. And each and every week we bring you all the latest magic news as well as our tournament report and of course our Deck of the Week. It's a new day,
1: it's a new time It is In Magic the Gathering history yes.
0: You know, every time you ask a Saturday to start the episode I always try to think of something in my life to say that's not magic related uh-huh. I was like, oh, I've been fine, I've done like never think of anything <laughs> I watched Magic all weekend <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did loads,
1: I was very active this weekend actually I went, out to, the, went out to the March for Choice on Saturday Oh yeah, yeah uh, So I marched around town for uh, for women's reproductive rights, that was good mm-hmm. And then uh, I went out to a music festival in the evening so Lovely, lovely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great weekend
0: yeah, I I moved house on Sunday and I I spent lots of Sunday, uh, uh, trying to figure out how to get from work back to my house and into town to play Magic on Thursday nights without having to pick my car. Could be mm. off chance it might be pints after sometimes. I go down. I go Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to expert and I dropped my phone, and smashed it. No oh. yeah. shit. <laughs> Wasn't even drunk. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, just I was I was holding it in the same hand that I went to close the door with. Oh. oh no Yeah Amateur Smashed. mistake Auto, Autobox man You gotta, you gotta get an yeah. Autobox Sponsors Autobox. See I was so proud of my, <laughs> So proud of myself I've like never dropped A phone before Yeah and, But then oh. Hubris yeah. that's, what yeah. that. yes. that's what I call that That's so, what happened yeah, that's True story I swear to god When I was buying my phone I went to the shop In the shop I asked I asked if you could Recommend a case He said oh There's this new thing Called Autobox and I use it myself He took out his own phone Which was an Autobox case He just dropped it Underground in front of yeah. me Wow What it is and I was like I'll take it that's pretty good. Okay. So, hold on. Uh, I really thought you were going to end that with it smashed. No, no. <laughs> it's a lot it, of it, 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 worked, worked. Smashed. it worked very well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All if
1: right. I was a phone salesman, I'd probably just have a broken phone <laughs> in my pocket in one of those cases that I would use to like show off like that. That's Maybe that's what he does. probably yeah. exactly what happened. <laughs> 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 it's
0: like a burner, yeah. crappy phone. Yeah. It was 2013. I was more naive back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, on the docket today, we have um, a little bit about the John Avon Kickstarter for Playmats. Oh, yeah. so boss. much value. <laughs> we have of, value. We have a little bit of talk about the, uh, the Irish magic scene with uh, some developments for the Windmill Slam um, mm. YouTube channel and personalities. A um, little shout out to, to Dave, um, Dave Murphy, also streaming. Um, we are going to discuss the new search rules associated with cards that... Your own cards that require your opponent to search, um, that we kind of uh, skipped over last week, and then we're going to be talking about the new standard with the initial tournament in SCG Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. It's a good week. Good week of stuff. Yes. Yeah, happened. yeah, nice and meaty. Um, okay, let's start with the John Avon Kickstarter. I was going to say kick off, but then. I decided not to, but now I've explained it, so it's worse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's good. So yeah, there's a there's a Kickstarter on at the moment, and by the time you hear this, it's like the la- it's going to be the last day of it. I think. I think Thursday or Friday is the last. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, get in there while you can. And it is basically a Kickstarter for John Avon unhinged land art playmats, and this yeah. is the first time these arts have been offered as playmats, I believe. Yeah, so there was
1: something to do with I think last year, sometime Wizards of the Coast kind of renegotiated or reimagined what they wanted their policy to be regarding like artists' art and like their rights to sell them right uh, on you know uh, playmats and deck boxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this is the biggest deal since then in terms of iconic Magic art finally being sold in playmat form. Yeah, uh, and they look
0: amazing. Yeah, because these brandy. these particular lands are quite uh, beloved. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure everybody knows the one that we're talking about. Um, but quite, uh, you know, apart from the fact that it's this, these, these particular lands being offered for the first time in play form, there's actually quite a lot of value in yeah. the in the Kickstarter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there were a bunch of stretch goals, which all all of them have
0: basically immediately been hit as soon as they announced. Yeah, because people are rabid for these things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I think the last time I checked earlier today, the Kickstarter had raised something like two hundred and thirty thousand pounds. Wow, over that and probably more. So yeah, Yeah, British pounds. Yeah, so well about the same as euro these days to be honest. More than uh, dollars anyway. Yeah, yeah, Uh, but and probably even more now. But yeah, so the stretch goals, I believe currently um are that each backer whether you order one playmat or you know however many up to the set of all five you also get two signed artist proofs although there is a limit on those and i believe now they are past the point where people will get two signed artist proofs for Mm. those who don't know what those are an artist proof is like a like a one-sided magic card basically Mm. that uh that is like something like an art a magic card that the artist did the art for um, and they sign them and send them off and stuff like that, but they don't yeah. have the magic card back on them, basically. Yeah, uh, they're
0: collector's items, essentially. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and they're usually worth a little bit. And then, as well, you get, as of the most recent stretch goal, uh, a set of five high-quality 8x6-inch prints, which on one side have the five John Avon Unstable uh, full-art lands, so uh, the, drawings these are the new lands from... yeah from the December onset yeah mm-hmm. that are yeah, yeah, which are absolutely gorgeous one of them is my phone background right now The mm-hmm. island uh, and then they're double sided so on the other side are uh, sort of portrait um, versions of the unhinged arts that like mm-hmm. the playmats are also from the same paintings uh, so they look amazing and like mm-hmm. just getting five prints like high quality prints alone for it so, so it's uh, something like 30 euro to get Mm. one of the playmats, which is what I got. I got the forest
0: one. And I mean, that's not even unreasonable for a playmat. No. Playmats often cost 20 to 25 anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So to get this particularly highly sought after art or series of arts on your playmat is is already good value.
1: Yeah. I mean, people would pay, I'd imagine, like pretty reasonably between 10 and 15 euro per print if they were buying prints. Uh, People would probably buy even more depending on the size. Mm -hmm. But for an 8 by 6 inch, I'd imagine you pay at least a 10 or uh, and then this is with free shipping anywhere in the world as well which is an insane the part of it yeah it's amazing so i believe that's all the stretch goals now cuz i don't know what possibly else they could they could do <laughs> uh like yeah it's it's pretty crazy but yeah this is the first
0: kickstarter project i've ever backed oh that, and all the all the playmats are signed as well
1: yes all of them if the you want are them signed. signed yeah yeah which is insane yeah. as well. He sold, I think, like <laughs> like a four thousand ish playmats or something yeah, he's like that. It's going to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, God. and then all the artist proofs as well that he sent there as well. Signs, oh.
0: he's, yeah. he's probably starting to sign them now. Yeah, <laughs> just to to get ahead of it.
1: It's so uh. crazy, anyway. But it's amazing to see um, one of like Magic's most renowned artists. I'm sure he's done very well for himself at Magic. Sure. Anyway, so far, but just to just to see people rally behind this yeah. and just like realize it's good value and really yeah. want. To, to own a piece of magic history like, mm-hmm. and back this project I think is really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I so I got, I got the Forest because the very first magic deck I ever played with was my friend's Elf deck, mm. which uh, had, you know, whatever, 20 whatever forests and they were all the unhinged forest. Mm. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And that was the, it was one of the first magic cards I remember looking at and just thinking that the art was absolutely, like, beautiful mm. on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't wait to get that.
0: Did, did you get it? one out? I did, yeah. I was I got a Forest. Uh, I don't have a cool story behind my own opinion of ours because it's classic cars. And The first card I looked at that, I was like, oh my god, isn't it so cool? It was also a full Arlando, the Bucket Island in. <laughs> Everyone's like, favourite. What is this? The Bucket <laughs> yeah. Island. Uh, I have not ordered one because I'm short on cash. Oh uh, well. god. But uh, what are you going to do? Otter, yeah. Otterbox, please, sponsor us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or John Ava, whatever. Yeah, John Ava wants to. I mean, he's got
1: a bit of a cash flying around. Yeah, there. he does, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, if you want one of those playmats, get on it soon. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about was uh, a little bit of stuff about Irish, the Irish magic community. Um, so first, just very quickly, shout out to um, uh, Dave Murphy, who, who streams as uh, Dave C. I don't know what is what's it? Dave C. Dave C or Dave
1: C89. 89. Dave C89, I think yeah. Uh, Dave C89, I think. Um,
0: so he participated in the streamer showdown, which is like a release weekend thing that wizards <laughs> do for... For this, their sets where they have um, some streamers together in drafts, um, I think he did pretty well. I think he either two wonder or three out his draft, but, but um, yeah. with a sick kind of, I think it was a green blue deck. Casting yeah, it, it Murfolk. He was casting no, some Murfolk. Tempest yes. color. He was, yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so shout out to Dave. That was yeah, that was pretty I'm cool playing. to see him there playing against the likes of. Um, well, I don't think he personally played against Gabby Sparts, but. I think he played against Elantris. Oh, cool! Yeah. Athena. Yes. Um, so moving on from that, we have uh, Windmill Slam. So some people may know Win- Windmill Slam from their uh, renowned Wind Millionaire videos yeah. on yeah. on the YouTubes. Plenty uh, of other stuff as well. They've do, they've done a, yeah they've done really loads of stuff things. Yeah, and yeah. things of stuff for Wizards. Loads of stuff for Channel Fireball. Uh, Dennis, the kind of lead guy, has done some articles as well on mm-hmm. the mothership, and. So they they put up a video last week kind of announcing that um, Windmill, Windmill Slam is coming to an end. Yeah, sad, or it's it's on a prolonged hiatus. At yes, least. Yes. But uh, sad news, but for a very good reason. Yes, and that reason is they have been hired by Channel Fireball to be their, what is it, their marketing team? Yeah, their for, marketing yeah, department. European, yeah. Well, not, not just for European GPs, just for GPs. They're just their yeah. marketing department. Yeah, they're yeah. just their marketing <laughs> yeah. department. So, um, yeah, so the, I think they kind of... They kind of uh, got to know the Channel Fireball guys through going to GPs, and they started bringing them to GPs to to do the game show at the mm-hmm. GPs. So um, through that, they obviously got to you know meet the, uh, know them better and understand the guys, and obviously their visions kind of align. So this partnership has been born out of that. So yeah, that's best of luck to the guys. They they're still going to be producing video content. I don't know if they're going to keep doing Win, Win Millionaire. I assume they are. Uh, there might be
1: some variation on it. They might yeah. have to be. Uh a little more careful with the copyright sure. at this yeah, point yeah. if it's, uh, if it's going up on Channel Fireball. That's very true. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just amazing. Like I'm really happy for the guys. Yeah. It's going to be great to see more Irish representation in in on the World Magic stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much the biggest stage you can get. Yeah, like they're <laughs> going to be going up on the Channel
1: Fireball YouTube and yeah. website and everything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's average. So uh, good luck to the guys and hopefully we see lots of new stuff from them. Yeah, can't wait okay moving on from that we're going to talk about the uh, the new search rules mm. so this is like a is this a change to the rules or a clarification of the rules I'm not this is a sure. this is definitely a change to okay the rules. Yeah, yeah yeah so um i i don't have the I, I don't know the exact wording of the change but effectively it works out too um if if you have if you have uh if you play a card or an effect that causes your opponent to have to make a choice and they decline to do that choice, you have to confirm with them that they are, in fact, declining to do that choice. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's so
1: cut and dried as that. So so basically, the, the main card that this was this rules change was implemented for was Path to Exile in Modern, yeah. where people would... And Ghost Quarter. And Ghost Quarter, yeah, yeah. Where people would Path or Ghost Quarter, their opponent's permanent, and then their opponent, if they didn't know what the card did... Uh, or forgot briefly, or something like that might not search their library for a basic land and put it into play, yeah. which would be a huge downside yeah, yeah. Um, so that is declining to make a choice, although there's like the also the example of like say mana leak where you have a choice when the spell resolves to pay the mana or to put the card in your graveyard mm-hmm. um, and like but in that case, you don't have to clarify with your opponent what choice they're making like if you mana leak your opponent's thing, and they just put the card in their graveyard you don't have to make sure with them that they don't want to pay the mana for example okay. so, so it's, it's not clear for every that they've card they've made the choice yeah, yeah they've, by they've putting the
0: card in the graveyard exactly
1: whereas pat to exile since the creature would be going to exile anyway way, it's not clear whether they're deciding to search their library or deliberately choosing not to yeah i think is the difference Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it was explained to me anyway yeah and yeah i think it's a really good change um I think there's a lot of stuff that, like, if you... This was at Competitive Oriel, by the way. I believe at regular, you you were always encouraged to mm-hmm. uh, tell your tell your opponents what what your cards do, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, at, at Competitive Oriel, I think this is a good change because it was, like... I think it's good to remove any situations where the technically correct play feels a bit scummy as well basically yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i
0: think it's a good answer, really like it's it's you, know, you did nothing wrong why not telling your opponents uh to either that that they can search for basic land but like you're still a bad person <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know if you're a bad person i mean if that's the way the rules were in the game and you're playing at that level i think it's fair enough but like it's also probably if you were just playing a casual game of magic it's not a yeah, choice you course. would ever make yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so i think it's good to um those in line yeah to bring those in line a little bit obviously you can't do that for every section of the rules but mm-hmm. just for this in particular it seems yeah. kind of, it seems kind of like a no-brainer I can't really think of any downside for for yeah. bringing this rule in
0: yeah I mean like in other sections of rules where your opponent forgets their own <coughs> trigger or something like that mm. uh, I mean that's them making a mistake but when you pat to exile their thing and they don't pick up their library to search mm. it's like it feels like it should be on you to remind them to search. Yeah, because it's it's your spell. It's that's your spell. The Yeah, thing. as opposed
1: to if they miss their own trigger, it's then you're like, well, they that you was hand on, hand on hand you. you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I had no
0: responsibility yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, it does kind of feel better this way. I think. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was just having to check there if this affects field of rune in standard. It does not. Oh, each, each okay. Field of rune is oh, each player searches. Oh, right. yeah, may yeah. search. Yeah, and I think it's like that's probably why it doesn't work for Man of leak. Because mana it's not made. It's just unless you pay... Can I kind of hard to Yeah, about that, so sure, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like the reason I was a bit confused about mana leak initially was that, you know, it, you could still misconstrue it as them not knowing what the card does if they just assume their spell is countered. But it is obvious to me now that there is a difference between yeah, the there's two like, situations. Yeah, path to
0: exile. There's like two separate things happening. Yeah, yeah whereas exactly. mana leak is it's the one choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you decide not to pay the choice, then it's clear that, yeah. Yeah. Even though sometimes it does feel like, like sometimes you might just kind of brain fart and like your opponent mana leaks your spell when you have three mana open, yeah. and then just put it in the graveyard. Yeah. So it kind of feels like, oh, maybe my opponent should have reminded me there mm-hmm. instead of me stupidly not paying the three. Yeah. But um I don't know. Yeah, I think remember I like, oh, last week I was playing a game on Magic Online. I used like day you know, I I paid a spell I paid humor energy I paid a spell I paid a the spell they censored it even though I had like. Manana tapped it, but I had mm-hmm. a servant in it. Yeah, so I just oh, tapped yeah, yeah. And that, and that was just full on a punch from their end. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. yeah. So it, I, I think it was, I feel like with Sensor and the dorks, it's something that would come up very uh, mm-hmm. often. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. True. I think that's fine though. Yeah, if yeah your opponent fine. like that's just something your opponent can
0: miss. And it felt great from my side. Too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I guess like this will come up. I guess with settle the wreckage in standard as well. It looks like that card's going to see some Third. play. Is that yeah. a me? Uh, oh I'm not sure
0: maybe it's not yeah, maybe they just we'll uh, check here. they
1: settled that oh. wreckage <laughs> by making it a May I mean yeah. not a May
0: I don't know uh, yeah that card is, Well, we'll talk about it later but I, I, I was sceptical how good that card would be and now I haven't been blown out by it many times
1: seems pretty good yeah like initially I think we were saying like oh you can play around it and stuff but yeah. you can't really
0: play around it that effectively yeah, exactly. to be honest And and like it's when you're when you're hit by it the, the, the upside obviously is pretty good but you're mm-hmm. getting all this land but then it's not unlike uh, Path Exile where it's like you're gaining like a turn basically with the tempo with land that's coming in with Settle Wreckage you're already down so many cards that don't do that extra tempo you're getting from your extra mana might not even matter yeah yeah unless you can like do something with the mana or you're yeah. like, horribly mana screwed when it happens yeah yeah yeah
1: and I I think it also it, it is, is a make by
0: the way it is a make
1: it's not. okay so you do yeah, have it, to that remind that's your opponent
0: that's that thing. Thing. That sword. yeah
1: and there we go. Well, I'm sure we'll see some judge rulings about that. Some, I'm sure we will. Yeah, <laughs> coming on a Twitch
0: stream near you. Um, okay, do we want to talk about new standards? Yes. Yeah, I definitely. Okay. Do. Cool. It. So we had the uh, SG Open tournament this weekend in Dallas, Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was taken down by Andrew Jessup and his brother, in, also in the top eight. Dan Jessup, yeah. Dan Jessup, yeah. Um, and it seemed to be kind of uh, largely what we thought it would be. Bunch of random yeah. Red, bunch of teamer and four color energy, bit of blue eye control. But there was, there were a couple of spicy new decks. I that mean, kind of broke through. I don't think it really was what I expected. I think like Sultai Energy
1: was definitely the breakout deck of the tournament, yeah. and I think yeah. it was uh, much stronger than I ever expected
0: it to be. But if you look at the numbers in day two, it's like there were there were five of them or something like that. Yeah, but
1: they all performed to like an insane level. That's true. Yes,
0: they all got. I think they pretty, almost all of them got like top sixteen or yeah. Yeah. Like that. like yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. That um, conversion rate
1: is insane. Yeah, and then I
0: think twenty-two. I think something like twenty-three percent or something like that of day two was Ramenapred. Uh, was a lot of red? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but so what, was kind of, like what, what was what was their
1: conversion rate though? I'd imagine that like it, day one was even higher. Or, than yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And same with Teemer. I'd imagine Teemer and Red were a quarter of the field day one or yeah. something like that. I didn't yeah. check. a yeah.
0: quarter each or? a quarter each. Yeah, yeah, yeah a quarter yeah. each. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I uh, So for me, I, I don't know. I was I was pleasantly surprised by this, to be honest, because I was uh, maybe a little bit down on standard coming into this and just being like, oh, the the best decks are just gonna stay the same or whatever. Mm. Doesn't seem to be the case, to be honest. Mm. Um, just just that Sultai
0: thing just makes me think, oh, there's probably a lot more to this format than, mm. uh, than we yeah. realized. Would you, uh, would you would you see would you see Soltae as just being like uh, the next step of black green? Because there wasn't all that much black green constrictor. What's there? there were a couple decks. There were there were a couple decks. Yeah, yeah. there was. um yeah,
1: the, the straight black green decks tended to be playing Ripjaw Raptor hmm. in, the, in okay. the four drop slot. That yeah. was kind of the only deck playing that card, I think. Yeah, which surprised me. I thought there'd be some teamer decks playing it.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, it, it seems like it would be a, a straight <laughs> up replacement for like, as Tracker in the side for grindy matchups or in the main. And mm. yeah, it's uh, but I think it's, it's very uh, it's, it's very hard to resist the the synergy between Ripjaw Raptor and Walking Bliss. Walking Bliss, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, very
1: true. But, uh, but yeah, we did see a we did see a couple of those, but it certainly wasn't the main flavor. Yeah, I think you're right in that the yeah the evolution of black green constrictor seems to be kind of turning into this Sultai deck. Yeah. Although it's less about the counters, it's kind of an amalgamation of the the counters game plan from before and sort of the teamer value energy Just plan. Like curvy, yeah. Like curve yeah. deck. And I think it, it is.
0: It is like a lower curve, even though it's. I think. I think. Um, we we'll talk about obviously we'll talk about a bit more like the actual list later on, but I think mm-hmm. the deck itself had a very had like a low mana curve. With like then, and then just with Scarab God on, Scarab God on the top, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, like it had like a lot of low, low drops and like twenty one lands. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's, yep. It felt like it, and like the, it was just like the, the black green Constrictor decks, decks. Uh, <laughs> they were. It was like it is like a fairly aggressive deck, yeah. uh, or at least it can be aggressive deck because you do have your nut draw of uh, of Constrictor and Rishkar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's definitely it doesn't have the top end, that the or like the the upside. The nut straws that the the counters deck had before. No, I mean you're definitely like, you're, less all you're all down Nissa. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah I, I can't wait actually. Yeah, and yeah. you're
1: down like these these versions weren't even played Virtuous Gear Hulk. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. mad in a in a deck with Winding Constrictor. It seems yeah. seems like a pretty good card. If yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. There we go. So I guess for the for the other decks. Uh, I, mono red I think performed about to expectation like yeah,
0: pretty much yeah
1: which is probably to me shows that it's a very strong deck and it's really yeah, legit because still. this is probably the number one deck that people were this and teamer energy were the number one decks mm-hmm. that people were prepared for coming into the tournament mm-hmm. and both still performed very well yeah. even though like mono red there were a lot of things hating it out mm-hmm. specifically like like a lot of the green decks had four death gorge scavengers in their sideboard which is unbelievably good yeah. Uh, like the the approach decks are probably favoured anyway, and they had like four authority of the consoles in the side. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scattering of Abzan tokens strategies. They had authority of the consoles in the yeah. side. So to me, the fact that like Ramanap Red still put up pretty decent results, like despite being one of the decks to try and hate out, and Mono Red generally being a very easy target for hate, uh, I think that shows that it's a it's a very strong yeah. choice going forward. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and especially you can kind of. Oh, post war they can avoid that kind of hate because they, get, they can get bigger with you know, the extra land on the side and the forward yeah. bringers and all that so yeah kind of, those kind of life gain spells you know, are and it can it can somewhat blunt like the authority of the consoles with the rampaging frosted on. Like, yeah, yeah but yeah.
1: yeah, that is, yeah. that card is actually very good against a lot of hate cards. Like mm. it's it's great against approach, which isn't a hate card, but yeah. seven life is a lot against <laughs> yes. red. Yes. Good. and it's unbelievable against the the tokens deck in general. Yes, yeah. they just take damage their creatures. They they don't get any life mm. off anointer priests. Yeah, it's
0: really yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. I think I think that was, was probably approachy. Eh? At one point, we were worried about how much of a hit approach takes with rotation, but mm-hmm. like it's it gets so many new toys, and it it did seem very very strong. I think it's better it than it was. yeah, I think yeah was it, seems, good. it seems to be. Well, is it just that the metagame is in a better spot for it? Like, all these kind of, like, Sultai, Teamer, Red-Green, Dinosaurs, all those decks kind of just fold to, like, Fumigates, well-placed Fumigates, yeah, right?
1: they do. I mean, like, I think... Not completely, but... I don't think that you can say the metagame is in an amazing place for it when, like, Mono Red was going to be the most popular deck. Cause sure, like, yeah. Because, like, Mono Red yeah. just should should be this blue-white control deck that wins by resolving a seven-mana yes. sorcery place. <laughs> you know? Yeah, would no for anything. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, if you explained Get that to someone who'd never played this standard format, they'd be like, okay, a red deck should never lose that matchup. Yeah, And yeah, that's just that's not true. how it plays out. Yeah, true. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the biggest difference is Search to Azkanta, which is oh an unbelievable card for, mm-hmm. for that deck. It just, just smooths out your draw so much, like... Like and once you once you get that, it, it ramps you to your approach a turn earlier most yeah. of the time. Yeah, it's actually
0: yeah, I said does isn't any ramp, but yet yeah, it is a ramp spell. And it's, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 it's a free land, and like yeah, and when, it, when it's flipped, when it, when it comes to like yo, know, you have to approach, you put it down seven cards. Like you're, you're getting halfway there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you, you 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 can fairly consistently have it on the next turn if you're if you you know, you cycle something and then activate the ability. And then if one of the cards you pick, one of those four cards you pick is another cycling card. Yeah. You know, and that, that plus your draw phase, you're there. You're there, yeah. The, uh, the
1: version that Jim Davis was playing as well, he had four, I believe, Ipnu Rivulets in his deck. Yes. Which uh, you just use to, like, after you cast your first approach, yeah. just mill four of your cards and then any draw spell will basically draw you your approach on the next turn. <laughs> that's yep. uh, yeah.
0: Jesus, because when... It, when, when whenever I played against it, when you see the approach going to sack, you're like, alright, I got I got seven or maybe yeah, you five start turns trainting. and then, but then like well, you, know, you got one turn. it. Or they might just have the next one in their hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, like yeah. The, the team in matchup feels brutal pre board because you, know, you don't have any way to interact with attack. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: but, the same it's the same with mono to be honest. You have to kill them really fast. Yeah. You do, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, but they got a lot of hate. So approach we, seems really good to me. Saddler Rackage is one of the big cards
0: they got as well. True, yeah. yeah a, that, that can solve a lot of problems for them. Yeah, I yeah, no, they're sort of. I mean, we said how, power, how powerful Fumigates are. I mean, they're also playing um, Error of the Unplayable one that we said. Error yeah, of Six Mana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, are they still playing that? I didn't see that on these. Lists. I think some of them are. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen lot of, of them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I still think I prefer having Cast Out than having the thing that. Yeah, I think you're right. And as head. we said,
0: it's it's quite a non-ball with cast out. Yeah. And um, search for Ascanta You might. Yeah, destroy that's true. Your own search for Ascanta sometimes. Yeah, that's always sad. You can also destroy your Pains but keep your Gideon. That's true, you can do that, yes. Yeah, we're seeing these decks play Gideon the Trials. Yeah. Gideon the Trials, very good. So, like, um, one thing that um, Jim Davis said in his deck deck really kind of struck a chord with me, because these decks are playing Farm to Market as well, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and he was basically what he was saying is, um, Farm to Market says, attack with all your creatures, but Settle the Wreckage says, attack with as few creatures as possible. Mm-hmm. There's which puts ability. you in a really awkward position when you're trying to attack that deck. Yeah, you just yeah. can't play around both. Yeah, you know what he's going to if they uh, if they cast um if they cast Aether meltdown on your, on your Scope and it's like zero four, does it attack with that?
1: And then yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: it just turns into a land for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but I think mean, yeah, that's that's a great way to see it. And then the your side, the market side is just going to draw you towards exactly your, yeah. You know, that <laughs> that's insane. I, I mean, a, it's your... I just think you'd still rather have Immolating Glare, right, for the cheaper. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an option of the tools mean, we have. Yeah.
1: Any deck that's playing Slash of Talons would definitely want Immolating Glare. Yeah, like a, I can like believe you Very know, true. Yeah, I think one of the versions had one in the main or something as well, which yeah. just seems like the worst one of ever.
0: Yeah, it's bad, very, very bad Magnus break. Yeah. In light. I was but playing I, a little bit of the Sultai uh, Energy deck earlier, and I played against Blue White Approach twice, and I expected to lose both times, but I won both times because um, I played my own hostage taker into exiling my own rogue refiner before they had, the fume, oh, yeah. they had their fumigate turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty And cool. so then they're forced to fumigate my my board of like, a hostage taker and a glint sleeve siphoner, mm-hmm. and then I get my rogue refiner that's back. That's pretty sweet. Card. Yeah, that's wow. pretty good. Nice. That's like pretty that. good. Yeah, because then, you wouldn't have any other good targets for your hostage taker otherwise yeah. in your main. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cute. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Next level, nice level place not bad <laughs> so it's good though yeah it's a good option to have it's nice that hostage taker has a use yeah in yeah. game one yeah, game one. yeah it's not, it's and
1: not, speaking not of that rare. card it has many uses apparently. oh my god <laughs> it is everywhere yes yeah. yeah hostage taker is a card that i think all three of us kind of missed on no i, you know, I, I, I think we all I, thought it was I, yeah. good like yeah. i don't know if we thought if it was
0: like constructed staple no like no.
1: as it like four of and the best deck of the weekend no like, definitely superstar of the like deck. i thought but,
0: like if there's a pirate deck, this will be a key piece. Right, yeah, that's yeah. what I have. Yeah. Kind of I, I I got my playset during spoilers, so I'm not only smug. I did <laughs> not, I did not, and I
1: don't know why now. I don't know why. I think I just didn't read the card. That must yeah. have been. It. Yeah. It's obviously insane. But it's. You always feel like that after. Yeah, exactly. These things, yeah, after, yeah. These, things yeah. after yeah. these things
0: are ahead, yeah, we feel like, how did I miss this? Yeah. Like we should have known. They errated it. I mean, before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before it was yeah. printed. Yeah. So yeah. we should have. Should I think, just, yeah, uh, like, yeah, buy all of these. Yeah, because I wonder, I, I mean, maybe it's, well, maybe, obviously it's not a factor, but I feel like whenever the discussion, whenever anyone mentioned Taker in any discussion, the, 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 the topic conversation always went towards the errata and what the previous version did. Is, yeah, And yeah, no, yeah, no one yeah. talked about how, like, yeah, it's a exactly three-for-one. Yeah, they could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, crazy. I, I just, like, I never... I just, when I read it, I just thought like, oh, you're just never going to get to cast the card. They're just going to kill it every time. Yeah. I want and like, I just never thought of what the Jessups came up with or whoever designed this deck, uh, in that you just play a play set of blossoming defense <clears> and <throat> just play it in a fairly low to the ground mid range deck. Yeah. And then you can just protect it after you take their creature every time and you'll almost always get to, cast get to
0: cast it. Yeah. And then it's Because once, outrageous. once you untap and put that spell on the stack, they're not getting it back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, so that's insane, yeah. And I just totally missed the, missed that interaction. Just blossom defense is a ridiculous card. It's been underplayed in yeah. standard so far. I'd say it's seen its good amount of play, but for such a powerful effect for one mana in, in yeah. green, yeah, uh, this is definitely it's really shining right now with hostage taker. Yes, it's we hard. do have a similar
0: effect in uh, what's the the, the blue white card? No, the white card. Oh, there's a blue one that gives hexproof. Yeah, there's a blue one that gives hexproof. Um, Dive down and plus 0 plus plus three. Oh, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of. The one, its like a white one mana. Instant. It's kind of, its like God's willing, so it's oh, white yeah. one mana, and the target creature gains indestructible, and then you scry one. Oh yeah, similar, yeah. but obviously it doesn't protect against abilities or
1: well stuff that might protect against, yeah, or aura. exile, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, so like it, you know that that could be a, a bad blossoming defense. Yeah, yeah. At some point, for, sure. for for people if people are looking for, in some kind of green white deck, yeah, yeah, green yeah, white exactly aggressive yeah. deck, yeah. Pummeler. Yeah, like a green up, are, then, I mean, you know?
1: they're playing green blue at the moment because they have dive down and blossoming defense. Yeah. So there was a, one of those in the top thirty two, I think. Yeah. I don't know if the,
0: I don't think that one was green blue, was it? Was yeah, it was a teamer, was it? Yeah, it was green. blue Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. We'll just have a look here. Yeah, just yeah. played four dive down. Oh, just play Teamer. Yeah, yeah I remember a few weeks ago there was there was green blue. That's a straight green blue version. Of yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. I, I thought true. I saw one at this tournament as well. Maybe I'm wrong. No, this, this one was teamer. It was playing blossoming defense fleeing. Okay, so just, bigger, yeah, just kind of the standard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah But nice. yes, there, there have been a couple of green blue ones that have five out. Yeah, and by a couple, I, you know, possibly one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, but yeah,
1: anything else about the tournament? We had, as you well, said, Al. We had one Dinos deck. Yeah, forty yeah, fifth place. Forty fifth place.
0: Yeah, yeah. the number will none of us will ever forget. The number <laughs> that changed standard forever, it's, it's right in your brain. Uh, I think uh, Brendan DeCandio uh, playing Esper God for a gift. That's yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the top eight. Also with the Hustle Shaker. Yes, so, uh, and also in the top eight. So yeah, yeah. Um, that seems good. Yeah, Hostage I I, Shaker for for gift is very good. Yeah, that's it's like bad. eternalizing it is also good. Yeah, mm-hmm. comes back yeah. bigger. Uh, what else did he have? Yeah, like Seeker Squire, which is the one in the black one two explorer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So exploring a 4-4 seems pretty sweet. Yeah. Was he playing the kite sail Freebooter? Or whatever it's he called? was not, but I think that's a really good one to yeah. get. Because it's yeah. like, you can play that before you play your uh, Gate of the Afterlife to like take their Abraid or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's even if thing. it gets killed on the stack, you at least get to see their hand.
1: Yeah. And then like later on, it just comes back as a 4-4 and takes another card. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. Takes
0: whatever yeah. their out is. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about Mirage Mirror in that deck. Because you can just have the Mirage Mirror on the battlefield and copy the Godfarer's Gift. Oh! Before
1: I think we combat. might be approaching
0: the the maximum amount of nonsense <laughs> if we're including Mirage Mirror. Oh, but it is... It is a, well, I was just thinking about Mirage Mirror a lot last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go through that phase. Because you know? yeah. uh, what was it? I was playing in the in the standard tournament that we went to, and I played against um, an opponent on on Grixis Improvised, and he ha- he had it. He was doing the whole. Uh, Mirage Mirror metalwork glasses attack yeah. you for oh, ten, yeah, yeah. you know, or attack you for twenty. Okay, jump block one of them, uh, fling it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that nonsense. But um, I was thinking, I was kind of thinking that Mirage Mirror can, if you have no one or fewer cards in your hand, can block Hazoret because it can just become a copy of Hazoret and yeah. Then yeah. block it. Yeah, it's not great, but it's okay. It's, <laughs> I'm sure there's many things you can do with Mirage yeah. Mirror. I think there's some untapped potential there. Anyway, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. If it's untapped, this it's a lot more. Untapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Very true. Quite true. Um, okay. So, do do you want to go into this? Maybe maybe we'll do our deck of the week now and then our report after. Yeah. Our deck of the week is kind of segueing from this. Yep. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. So. Um, so our deck of the week is this Sultai energy deck from, from the Jessups and, and whoever else their testing team was. I think there were, five, as I said, five or six people there. Um, not everybody was on the same kind of list. So we had, uh, what do we have here? We have Daniel Ray, in 35th place. Uh, Austin Smith, 23rd place. And Levi Pospical. In 14th place. And all of these were playing Virgil Hulks Okay, so a um, So a bit more... Bigger, yeah. And, like, fewer... Fewer hostage takers, fewer Glint Sleeve Siphoners. Uh, fewer Glint I love Glint Sleeve Siphoners. I think it's insane, yeah. yeah. I think it's quite good in the deck because it, it just leads to your kind of most broken starts, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or some of your best starts. Um, this guy, Levi Pospical, I was, I was loving his deck because he was uh, rocking two Die Young Oh yeah, which was my oh, your technology, technology, technology for my red black control <laughs> um, deck. Did, he didn't quite make it into the top eight, but still um okay, so let's let's have a look at the actual the deck that won, I suppose. Yeah. So this is Solta Energy Andrew Jessup. And I have, so, it, yeah, I have it here as well. Yeah, okay, so we have um four walking ballista, four gli Sleeve siphoner, four latroscope, four winding constrictor. Two Rishkar, four Rogue Refiner, four Hostage Taker, the full playset, mm-hmm. one Scarab God, four Tune, four Blossoming Defense, four Fatal Push, and a bunch of lands. And then in the sideboard we have, this This I feel is is where this deck really came from. This and like Hostage Taker mm. are where I feel this deck really came from, uh, or the, the advantages of this deck. With Four Duress, one Spell Pierce, two Negate, four Death Gorge Scavenger, two Vraska's Contempt, and one Scarab God. Oh, sorry, and one... Vraska. Vraska Planeswalker Vraska oh, yeah. Relic Seeker so yeah. that's pretty nice um, yeah I really think that a lot of people were thinking about uh, like uh, the reason I think this deck has come about instead of not instead of but as a kind of a, an evolution of I think it's actually an evolution of team Energy rather than an evolution of Black Rain yeah. Energy that's the way it feels okay. to me I think, I think it's both I or, think. yeah possibly I think, it's like yeah. a emerging of both let's say Because I just think that the the black removal, in which I include Hostage Taker, Mm -hmm. and in which I include Dress, it's not really a removal spell, but you know what I mean, and Vraska's Contempt, they all deal a lot better with the threats of Standard than the red removal does. Just maybe, going into this weekend, maybe people thought Ripjaw Raptor would be a thing. Yeah. So... Mm. You know, you don't want to go with the damage-based removal of Harness Lightning. Yeah. Um, Vraska's Contempt deals better with the Scarab God. Hostage Taker can deal with the Scarab God. Yeah, I think that's the main way this deck beats the Scarab God. Yeah. Especially in game one, having
1: a way... Because, like, Black Rain Constrictor...
0: Controlled? But, like, all Black Green Constrictor basically can't beat the Scarab God. Yeah. Yeah. The the only possible way would be to, like, have a never-return boat, you know, and the ability to cast both of them. Yeah, which is a sides. crazy amount of mana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There and then. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of where this came from.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And, like, it it definitely, like, see, to me, it's just, like, it plays out like a black-green deck does, like, in terms of you have, like, the Glint Sleeve is kind of a classic, like, rock-esque type card, and mm-hmm. then, as you said, the removal and stuff like that you also just have, like, the value, like, rogue refiners and stuff in the deck that are just, like, the essence of what the teamer deck was. Yeah. So that's how... That's kind of why I feel like it was,
0: like, an amalgamation of the two. And, like, the the Constrictor isn't being used to its best in this deck, but it is being used. Yeah. Like, you yeah. do get the extra energy, and it does... It makes your long-toss cubs a lot better than your team teamer opponent's yeah. long-toss cubs. Because you're converting one energy to one counter, whereas they're converting yeah. two energy to one counter.
1: Yeah, and, like, I just feel like the Hostage Taker... Coming down after, like, say if you go, like, you know, like, a Tune, Cub, into Winding Constrictor or whatever. Yeah. And somehow they deal with that start. And then you still have a Hostage Taker backed up by a Blossom Defense to take whatever their threat yeah. is and play yeah. it. Like, that's
0: backbreaking. Yeah, you know? they, like, other decks just don't have enough removal to deal with all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you might have enough removal, but, like, you you,
1: you just can't deal with, like, having your creature mind controlled like that as well, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if they're essentially playing Dispels alongside that in the form of in Defense, it's just ridiculous.
0: And then if you ever get up to a situation where you're on 6-7 mana, and you have a Hostage Taker, and they have 2 or 3 drops, you can just take them and play them immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, let's hundreds, say they, yeah. Like they have a massive long tusk up, and no cards in hand, or no relevant cards in hand, and you top-deck a Hostage Taker, you just get to kill their massive long tusk and now you have yours. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, like, probably the whole time, like, your your Glint Sleeve Siphoner is kind of a low priority and stuff they have to kill in this deck. Exactly. So, like, yeah. that's probably still just drawing you cards. Yeah, really it, really it generates yeah. your value all yeah. the time, yeah. And then eventually you just draw into your Scarab God, and that's going to be a good game. You know, they're gonna. there's yeah. no way they can keep up in resources mm. with you.
0: Yeah. And then the Duress and the Spell Pierce and the Negates, they're what let you have game post-sideboard against, like, the, the Blue-Eyed Approach decks. Because this deck does seem like it would, you know... Do pretty badly against like settle the wreckage or yeah, yeah, or fumigate. Um, and if you can just dress on a key turn, you know before you attack on turn four, or mm-hmm. you know you know before turn five, mm. then you can just take away that that thing that they were you know they were hoping to use. Yeah. To, and God forbid you have both of them in your hand and they manage to top <laughs> deck another one. Yeah. You, then you're just like, nah, no, spell, Pierce. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or even
1: like, you have a very good chance of just taking a Glimmer of Genius, which can be pretty bad for them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just putting know. them beyond having the ability to draw out or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to one for one you pretty much so
0: much, and then if they just never have a chance to cast their draw two to get back on resources, it's, yeah, it's going to be Great really point. hard for them. And then we just have these four Deathgore tra- Scavengers just doing work against against Mono Red against the, mm. the Gift decks, the Godfather's Gifts, just randomly. Yeah. Destroying that day, yeah, <laughs> like, the yeah.
1: yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. This card is great. I've played against this card a fair bit of magical line. I've been playing the mono red deck, this card is a beating man for just three mana. It's like it can single handedly beat you some games. Like it'll come down, like gain four life and be attacking your Chandra. Yeah, you know, uh, got it. Like, it's, it's pretty yeah. crazy.
0: Exhaust the hurt checker counters. As I, I believe you mentioned last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah that's just, that's
1: brutal as well.
0: Yeah, like you, you don't have that top end to play to anymore. Mm. You know, one. One activation of it cancels out one Ramanap Runes activation. Yeah, you just yeah.
1: can't really come back from that to be oh, honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, so they're unless religion. you can kill it immediately. Yeah, yeah, like it does have two toughness, so it dies to shock or whatever. But yeah, I mean, um, even then, they still get to gain two life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that, so. yeah. I, mean, I think as well, it's like in, in Red, it's like your late game ability is just you know, you chip away your life using a, uh, using a hazard and you know, you the, the availability. So then, if they have instantly gained eight life, no mm-hmm. two attacks for this uh that's also your your late game compromised yeah mm-hmm. um that's pretty uh pretty rough yeah i so definitely like that card
1: yeah it's really good and and like you said against the gift stack it's great yeah. as well it's just like it's great to have multi-purpose sideboard cards like this yeah. that are mm-hmm. also just creatures that are beating down mm-hmm. like that's yeah. that's pretty hard to
0: beat like, yeah it's like here's a clock and um, while that's happening i'm also <laughs> destroying your main game plan yeah yeah that, oh that's my God. that's pretty nice and then, what else have we got in here? Anything interesting? Vraska Relic Seeker, what do you think of that? Vraska's pretty interesting. I'm kind of wondering where what this comes in against. Control, I guess. Well, one, one nice thing about Vraska, and this was a play that one of the Jessup brothers made, uh, he was able to... He, so he had a Death Gorge scavenger mm-hmm. on board, and his opponent had played the Scarab God, mm. and he untapped, played Vraska, minus on the Scarab God... And then attack with the Death Guard Scavenger and Exile it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So it's just kind of a big removal spell that you can use twice. Yeah, I can see in that. In, like, grindy yeah. matchups. Or you can just have it accumulating value. Because, like, in any kind of board style, you know, you're making your pirates, you're making your pirates. It's gaining a huge amount of loyalty. And if you can manage to make, like, two or 3 two, two pirates and also have a full board... And then ultimate. Yeah, you your should Your opponent's win. on one, you just attack with everything. And yeah, you have a bunch uh, of menace enemies. guys. Yeah, yeah. They, should, they shouldn't be able to attack. Or maybe that. even have your walking of Bliss yeah, so you just I ping them for one. That's all. Great.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um,
0: yeah, I'd be interested to see because it is just a one-off as well. Yeah, I don't know like how impactful it is in that way. Yeah, I think it makes sense in that it, it's a it's so it has a very very high power level, but the thing that made it not as good as the Six Spanish Chandra was that it doesn't stabilise you very well. It just comes out and kills one thing. Yeah. And if you're falling behind, then so I think it's if you, you bring it in on a matchup where you anticipate that there will be a board stall or you, you anticipate that you won't necessarily be falling behind on the board, mm-hmm. uh, then it could be very good. Yeah, like I assume it's probably fine against like Teamer. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, not great against is. like Glorybringer.
1: It's kind of it's interesting in that, like, most of the time against control as a mid-range deck, right, you kind of have the maximum that you want to, like, diversify your threats and have more different late-game options just because they're going to counter your stuff and kill your stuff. Yeah. But, like, against approach, I don't really feel like that's true, and I feel like this win condition is, like, very slow against approach. True. So it's weird kind of having to think about the control deck being possibly faster than your finishers when you're playing a mid-range yeah. deck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it takes a long time to get to the point where you can play that card, but once you do, it's only two turns away from, yep. yeah, from yeah, ultimating. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. one of the players um, gave an interview where he he beat the approach player who had just cast his first approach by ultimating Braska <laughs> and taking him from 27 down to 1. Oh my god. Or it's whatever it was, <clears throat> and then just attacking. Yeah. Three yeah. So speed. Yeah, it's quite nice. Got it. I think the, the the player had, settled the wreckage or whatever, but then he like top decked duress and and was like yeah. duress? yeah yeah. Now you're <laughs> so so you've convinced me you that this deck is very terrifyingly powerful. So then the so next question then is how do we beat it using the decks that we're currently playing. Would we just, we just cause uh,
1: we cause hostage taker and scarab god's price to spike even more than they currently have, and
0: no one will be able to afford the deck. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's that's easy. true. Yeah, I think the price of the deck alone with with those two cards is is, is, is bonkers. Yeah. As well.
1: Yeah. Currently, as as of uh, the time of recording, the uh, cost in U.S. dollars of this deck is three hundred and sixty one.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: oh God. Which it's
0: I one mean, of the most expensive standard decks we've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, a lot of that is to do with the fact that these new cards are definitely more expensive than they should be. Hostage Taker, fifty six dollars for a playlist currently. Jesus, that's, pretty pretty that's outrageous. Crazy. Yeah, it,
0: that's that's gonna that has to come down, right? Yeah, yeah. has no. God. But um, uh, Scarb God, nowhere to go but up for that guy. Exactly. Scarb God so we... is
1: currently thirty nine dollars. That time of recording. Do we need to discuss a ban of Scarb? No, no ban. No <laughs> <don't> care. <laughs> no, it's... I don't think so. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we have enough graveyard. So I don't think it's, it's just sick. just reprint it in uh, in uh, Rivals of Tran, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: and then uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> so the price will come down. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, then we get to play against the limited again. <laughs> yeah, woo. Be... <laughs> yeah.
0: no, oh, it's a masterpiece.
1: Oh, okay. I was record. thinking it's, still, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the only masterpiece. The I stuff. was thinking it's like towering Meander Shell or whatever. It's like you know, it was in the graveyard after hour, but then it came back. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Two sets later.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's been internalizing people for a while. Yeah, finished now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely not finished eternalizing anybody. No, for okay. the next year. Um, what yeah. are the
1: what are the arrow devastations gods up to in the story? What happened to them? They're just know. hanging around, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah. each one. Uh, had the it.
0: the scorpion god got killed. Uh, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, proper yeah, yeah. killed. Yeah, yeah. By Hazard? I want to say. No, no, no. I think it was I think it was Samut who killed him. Yeah, we're you know, like, has, has a play. You know, the crappy life. The crappy life. Gainesville is like it's like. Um, Sam No, no, no that's Samad at oh. top of. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, you're right. Oh, I think it's yeah, yeah it's it's uh, the five manner removal spell Oh, the four mana removal spell? causes oh, five yeah, damage. Oh yeah, 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 uh, That's that's the picture of the yeah, blow. The, yeah oh, blow. Yeah, oh yeah. yes, yes it's it's okay, because okay, she punctured it. his yeah, his whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought <laughs> <of> I'd <it>. ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Locust God and the Scarab God are still hanging around. Okay, the Scarab God still eternalizing dudes. Nice for. I want
1: them to form their own gatewatch. And we just follow them around Both, the gods. Oath of yeah, Scarab, yeah. God,
0: Scarab God. <laughs> no, Scarab God. Oath of Scarab God. That sounds good, actually. Oh yeah. What could that be? Yeah. It was not you get a four-four zombie at yeah. the beginning of your keep. <laughs> and your peep and at the beginning of your end step. Turn so, the card on for your card. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wait, no, hold on. But like, they, they all have to do something related to planeswalkers. Right? Oh, they do like, okay. Yeah. You can, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know, oh, but, but if it's hold on, if it's oath of if it's oath of the Scarab God, it's gonna do something related to gods, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So like. Whenever a god enters the battlefield under your control, you may scry one and your opponent yeah. loses one life and you gain one life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. there we go. Alright, we did so a Pyrus or new. <laughs> <laughs> it was I I, I it was something off the top of my head, I remember just mentioned in the Playswalkers that I I got a new effect of the new standard but was uh, I was playing against the opponent on Magic Online and I had I think um I had um turn two a uh, servant, uh, and then turn, my hand was Rogue Finer and Chandra. I was like, Yeah, turn three turn three Shandra, this is gonna be great. Yeah. They played um uh, lay bare the Hearth Yeah Heard? yeah. Mm-hmm. Play lay Bear the Hearth I was like Oh god here goes Which my sick One of the black, black sorcery Target yeah. player reveals Their hand And then you take A non-legendary Yeah card from it. Exactly So I was like Oh they're taking my Chandra it Is my sweet curve It's going gonna, gonna to be gone And they took Groker Finder I'm like What? Why did they take Groker Finder? And then uh, Like there's a magic line Now Chandra Says legendary Plains yeah, yeah yeah. So I was like Oh sweet <laughs> yeah. is, Lay Bear the Hearth is so bad it's now It's so garbage now <laughs> yeah, It's real bad Yeah, yeah. Um Okay, shall we talk about, uh, or should we give a report? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, just I just wanted to mention before we move on to that. that uh, apart from the one red green dinos in like forty fifth place, there was no real, there was no like other dinosaur decks. There were no Merfolk decks. There were yeah. no no vampire decks, pirates decks. None of that. None of those shenanigans. Yeah, so really. We've we've yet to see those type of things. Yeah, I, I think I feel like it was a safe. People were playing a Sages tournament or or playing old decks that were going you know, up previous decks that were already good or. It's like looks like the Sunday list. It's kind of an amalgamation of two. Sure, decks yeah, it's, it's way, not that far away. Me. Yeah. Actually, sorry, just before we move on to the report as well, I did want to mention about the uh, the the legacy pirate yeah. deck. to <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez, that's so, so weird. This yeah. is uh, for the last for the last week, I suppose. Yeah. For that, or at least the last couple of days. Um, there's been like rumors of a, a pirate deck from uh, it's a vintage pirate deck. Actually, is it legacy? Legacy, legacy. legacy. Yeah. Okay, so a legacy pirate deck with um, pirates from. What's that? Mercadian Masks. Mercadian um, masks. Yeah. masks. Okay, so it's like Pirates where when they enter the battlefield or whatever, you have to pay some number of mana or, you're, or you're your opponent has to pay plan. some number of mana or they sack a permanent. Yeah. yeah. And basically, you know, people were, some some pros were talking on Twitter. Pros? I don't know. Bob Wang. I don't know who he is. It was is. The Legacy Players, yeah. Legacy. legacy well-known Legacy Very exactly. no well-known Legacy Players.
1: Kind though. of
0: talking on Twitter about uh, Pirate Stompy and saying how Siren's Ruse is busted. <clears throat> so this is Siren's Ruse, the one in the blue instant that... Uh, flicker's a creature and if it was a pirate your opponent discards a card uh, no, sorry, no you, you, draw a card. you draw a card you draw a card sorry, so, sorry. Um, you gotta get on
1: top of this deck it's gonna be everywhere
0: yeah yeah, yeah. It's a sick deck but um, you know it kind of reached fever pitch when uh, Saffron Olive basically offered uh, a reward for anybody who could uh, get him the deck list because people were like acting like keeping this deck under wraps like the Eternal Weekend, I think, is yeah, coming yeah, next yeah. month or something like that. People yeah, going like four zero and dropping. I think it was yeah. next, next August they were talking. <laughs> next yeah, August, I know. That was the funniest I part. At first of thought, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was like, oh, going to see it was yeah, no, like oh we're going
1: to see the second. They were literally uh, talking about a year from now. Almost. <laughs> that was the weeks. best part of the whole thing.
0: Yeah. So. It was like, so, the, 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 yeah, there, there was all this talk of like, oh, they're dropping whenever they go four oh so it yeah, doesn't yeah. show up in the fly deck decklist. Or, or like, seeding if you, uh, yes, yeah, so if you surgical extraction yeah. under there, people were offering rewards, like, Zafran Olive was offering, offering a, a foil blood moon, if you could like, play against them on Magic Online and then Surgical Extraction and get a yeah. screenshot of the deck list. So flavorful. Um, people <laughs> were trying to backwards engineer the deck list. It was it was so, so funny. And, yeah, uh, Julian
1: came up against someone in a league who had made a version of the list and beat him with it <laughs> while he was playing elves. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, what's this guy's name? Julian? Yeah, uh,
1: Julian. He's the guy who runs the uh, the Legacy Super League. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And he was uh, involved in this uh, this whole shenanigan. <laughs> yeah.
0: So basically, uh, an article went up on Channel Fireball today after much haranguing uh, of these particular guys and uh, Bob turn- Langing yes <laughs> it turns out that the whole thing was a big hoax and they were just yeah. trying to see how many people so they, they put up an actual oh, deck list, I missed this part it, is, I'm disappointed oh, you didn't even know no, the ending? I actually
1: yeah. just saw the tweet like oh they found out
0: because I don't, I don't watch the no they the put scene. up the deck list yeah. it was just a complete joke uh, it was, just, was a terrible <laughs> and, uh, what was it M- Ramirez de Pietro yeah, yeah. It, yeah. oh was, yeah like, I, I saw Legends, that yeah, I got like to that card what is it he's two a, black black blue yeah he's a five mana four three first strike yeah yeah. he's a pirate though. pirate legend pirate legend Yes. I saw that card as I was like ooh the the pirate city I feel like such an idiot now that the because I'm like... And what oh. was the Depletion Land? Yeah, the like blue one. Land. Uh, and they're, they're like, oh, it's, it's so good, it's got shit flung around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, a, there's a 3-1 flyer that can only block flyers. It's a... Oh, I can't remember what it, 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 it is. It was a big, I think it's a tree man, a tree one flyer. Yeah. Uh, it can only be oh, a like, pirate skyship or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and was in there, yeah. And I was like, what is this card? And I was like, I'm like, oh, it's legacy. It's a complex format. It must have <laughs> some kind of synergy. I can't figure it out right now. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes you look at legacy cards and you're like, that's a weird card. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, it was all yeah. a big joke, and they were just trying to see how far they could kind of whip people into a frenzy by mentioning a deck that doesn't really exist. Oh my god. Is
1: that it? Or is this their cover now that uh, their secret deck tech has been yeah. blown? Or are they trying to get people off the trail?
0: <laughs> layers oh upon layers. Huh? Yeah. Jesus, oh, I feel like I've been bamboozled. <laughs> I've never been bamboozled <laughs> this hard before. Anyway. I called
1: this one pretty early. Yeah, I'm yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. I was alright. Yeah. I was like... I was
0: like I was looking at it, and I was like half convinced. I was like, this "Is possible? Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> but you're just like, nah, "No." Um, yeah. So I, I mean, the
1: deck to... got force of so will in it, so it's never. A... I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. Oh, all, got all, the all these blue beat... cards, yeah. 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 Force yeah. will, yeah.
0: loads of blue cards, and just beat down with your terrible creatures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty great. Just wanted to mention that before we move it on. <laughs> it's yeah. Very amusing. Um, okay, so we we'll talk, we we'll talk about our the the culmination of the stand the final standard league of the year. Oh yeah. Um, so it was that li- it? was a nail biter actually last Thursday. Was. There were seven people there, yeah. so we played a three brown tournament with a bite and yeah i I
1: decided not to play, so this is kind of my fault that that happened yeah <laughs>
0: yeah was I'm, I'm also to blame that I turned up uh, there's also a group of guys there who were looking to uh, draft there yeah. were seven of them, yeah, and there was at the time yeah, there were seven of them seven of them, and there was six people playing standard no there were, it oh, there five. There were five It at was the five yeah, yeah so, so was you on. decided to Standard, standard so that so would we fire. wouldn't be, yeah, so would fire, yeah. So then these guys had a crack. And then it turned out somebody else joined standard, so we had seven and they had seven. <laughs> so it's the worst Everybody of both worlds. Screwed. Yeah, basically. Yeah
1: and I went off and had a nice pint of beer
0: Love oh yeah, I think yeah you're a real winner here <laughs> Yeah, was, you also won the league so yeah so yeah, yeah, three league winners <laughs> here <laughs> okay. you know so sitting at a bar and drinking a lovely pint being like yeah I won the league all these scrubs are back playing their, their seven person tournaments and sitting through buys and, you know walking up and an in the shop looking at four games they're never going to buy to yeah. try and pass the time and yeah. Yeah, I've already won
1: that was it so yeah I'm glad I managed to do it I would have felt bad if I was the only host of the podcast that didn't
0: qualify mm-hmm. for the store champs yeah, yeah that'd be so. great we'd be a good we'd yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um looking forward to it. It's, it's all good. a store imitational now, is what they call are calling it. Oh because store their I- okay, their name right. yeah.
1: has been stolen. Sure, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the yeah. store imitation. Like it's not agent. an invitational though, so you gotta qualify.
0: Well the they're, they're we earn the invites, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <see>. Good enough. <laughs> um so yeah, we are what's what what's three out of sixteen? What percentage is that? It is just under a quarter. It is uh uh, it's a six percent, yeah,
1: six percent ish,
0: right? Oh god, hang on! Well, no, it's gotta be more than that. Hang oh, on. sorry, it's like eighteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah yeah, 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 something like that. Anyway, we're at that percentage of the <laughs> <laughs> oh the store invitation. Great, Oh like that way. Anyway, yeah, Rochester draft. I gotta figure out how that works again. Yeah, so yeah, we'll be we'll be. I think we actually mentioned Rochester draft. We yeah. I think we one of the early <laughs> <laughs> oh <God, sorry>. episodes of <laughs> the. But we'll we'll you know we'll let people know how that goes so we're going to be Rochester drafting Ixalan and Modern Masters 17 and we'll be playing um, Standard some standard. number of rounds of Standard also yeah. um, the prizes for the, for the tournament have also been announced
1: haven't they some of them I believe some of them yeah. yes
0: so like, I think the winner gets two boxes of Modern Masters yep. and Pretty all nice. of the top eight get the, the John Avon playmats yeah, oh, nice. yeah. and you get, <laughs> we get to draft the playmats Oh, that's pretty the Reverse order from eight oh, to first. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's okay, good. cool. Yeah, which is yeah. interesting. There's also an oversized uh, shout out, in case anyone's listening. There's an oversized out of a card that's hanging around in the shop. Uh, oh, that yeah, might be yeah, nice. that was
1: from the two had a giant uh, like league that they were doing. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. No, I don't um, know where I would yeah. that, but okay, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would <laughs> love one of those cards, and <laughs> no, it's um, also a pack
0: per win, which is nice. Yeah, to, I can't wait. Uh, they usually use one like like a mini pro tour. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. By the way, back there. <laughs> <laughs> back to your I mean not much happened you know, I won yeah you won well done Al there we I, go. Did terribly, I did terribly I did. I lost twice and then I got a bye it was great that's a win nice that's a win three yeah. points yeah Yeah, those three points so those three points actually led me to draw with you
1: yeah yeah so I but, technically did not win the league oh yeah but uh <laughs> yeah. I, you know I've, of... I've already
0: won a league so you won yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I,
1: if I actually had to play for it I probably would have shown up yeah sure yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, you probably would have done better than yeah Two losses in yeah. a buy, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I would have gotten my buy earlier in the tournament just so I, just so I won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um no buy. Yeah, I was playing four color, color energy. Yeah, Sick on the Yeah, scarab god being great, glory bringer being also great. Sweet. Um, they got two standard showdown impacts. One of them had a foil glory bringer. Oh yeah, oh that's value. That's nice. I got a Foil island, nice. Pretty, <laughs> and a foil abandoned sarcophagus actually, so it's not, oh, not bad at all. Um, I played. Jess guy gift as it was my kind of favorite deck from the season mm-hmm. and it did terribly. So there you go. <laughs> you to be given
1: that that Esper gift deck, go?
0: I might do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I might see if I can try and fit Kitesail Freebooter in there because it seems like a good a Nothing, good. Algorithm. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe instead of Secret Secret Squire, I can see where Secret Squire gives you the uh, consistency of drawing your lands. Mm. Um, but Kitesail Freebooter seems seems so good for protecting your artifacts. Like so many braids running around although if there's more of this Sultai actually the no, hostage shaker's is pretty good against it because hostage taker can take artefacts yeah so, oh yeah oh god <laughs> I'll, oh, I'll think about bad, it yeah. I'll think about it yeah alright
1: um,
0: and they also have death guard to so. Um, yeah so that's pretty much our report and I think that's going to do it for us this week yeah that's Ooh. us for the week okay good stuff um, so you can email us skullcrackpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. please do let us yeah, know your thoughts you can find us on twitter at skullcrack Thanks to Barry Cannon for our team music. Cheers Barry. You can Thank check you. out his deets in the in the show notes. And uh, that's gonna be it for us. Bye. See you guys. Bye bye. About dinosaurs and the one we already talked about, which is pirates. 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 So yeah, you know, what's left to talk about? Humans. <laughs> this actually involves. Oh, interestingly, this story does involve more humans than than, than vampires, which we're yes. actually yeah. talking about. Well, uh, they're roughly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I, I what's I can't, what's what's the name? I looked up. I was going to do a joke where I'm like, and the next most interesting thing in Ixlan is trilobites, and going to be like, <laughs> I, I, I looked up they're called trilobites that's right yeah, yeah so I, I, I tried to look up an interesting story about trilobites there and I could find none I tried so hard to like have a a long sprawling story about they're, trilobites they're easy to find in fossils yeah so, there you go so that could be a boring. niche out writing the first interesting story about trilobites yeah, there you, go. yeah. there you go write yeah, I mean, I mean, about shorekeeper specifically yeah like what's he crawling over a load of treasure uh, yeah it's, it's like it's, a sunken, sunken treasure chest right yeah, that's pretty cool. yeah. yeah well, it's, well, it's a card that says draw three cards on it that's yeah. very exciting but no so we're going to talk about and it costs one mana so it's basically that's where we what we're trying to say yeah. <laughs> the last time they printed a card what one mana had? anyway um, what yeah, is it treasure chest treasure chest okay yeah. so uh, now we're, so I'm going to type do you want to hear do you want to hear the story this comes from ah it comes from now, I, don't, I don't even know you know this is true, but it's so juicy that I can't resist it. It's, it's, it's literally just from a random Reddit comment I read years ago, and okay. it's still so still, still come to my head. So, <laughs> do you want know, to talk about how 50 Shades of Grey became an international bestseller? Yes.
1: Uh, I think I vaguely know this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might have
0: ranted about it before. It, it, it is go- a go to rant I have uh, okay. in, 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 in the pubs. So, um, yeah, so I started off with Twilight, like, which is obviously about vampires and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the big. So, have any of you actually read Red Twilight? No, the first uh, chapter. I read, I read. I actually read bits of it, yeah. So, I've yeah. seen three Tried of them. the films. Yeah, I've seen some percentage of all of the films through yeah. osmosis of working in the cinema for a yeah. few years. Oh, yeah. That's good. The um, last one's great. Is it? Yeah. It's really Breaking yeah, really? down part two, it's excellent, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> is it? Is this... No bamboozle or what? No bamboozle. No, I really enjoyed oh, it, just, it. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. We used
1: to we used to go see them for my housemate's birthday every year. Like ironically, but yeah. then <laughs> the last one we were all just like, that was just really good. No, just no, really
0: no. enjoyable. there's <laughs> a where it cheeks up on you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like, as far as books are concerned, one of the big draws to the books is the fact that Bella Swan, the main character, is like she has very little personality and that kind of fits really well in that like you know, when you're reading it, it's really easy for yourself to slip into the character and, uh-huh. and kind of you know, live through the characters alive and that's you know, a, lot of the, a lot of the super fans of the books mm-hmm. uh, kind of you know, read the books in that, in that manner mm-hmm. so as right. you can imagine that kind of reading those you know being, re- reading the series in that manner lends itself very well to writing fan fiction and the fan fiction community for Twilight is absolutely well back then back back in the in year 2009 or so it was absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. And so it was
1: twenty percent of all internet traffic, I believe. <laughs> <exactly>. was Twilight <laughs> fanfiction. The rest was
0: th- the rest was born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. very important distinction. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, No, actually, the, the the lines did become more and more blurred. So, blurred yes. yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so basically, I think it was so. Yeah. So yeah. So people. So as as what happens with bad fan, with bad fan fiction, a lot of people write themselves in as a character in the books, yes. and a kind of character possible Edward and all of this, uh, and also. And because it's such a huge, a huge event, of it, and there's like you know such a big community, of people sharing books, sharing stories, and writing stories, and, and, and reading them. That uh, it began to break into all different subgenres. Yeah. And then one of the subgenres was like you know with, with, uh, with more graphic sex because there wasn't enough graphic sex in the books. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I think you now Kierani probably noticed more than I Do you? The I think it's in the fourth book. Is when Balak becomes pregnant.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Again, I've only seen it in the film, but I uh, did not enjoy this when I saw this in the cinema. Yeah. Weird, uh, weird vampire baby pregnancy.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and and that so that made a lot of the super fans uh, really annoyed because like they've like gone into such good It as, as, was arguably in better detail about how like the sex works and all of this kind of you know, erotic kind of stuff where they felt like it was really glazed over mm. uh, in the book okay. in, in the books and then I know Stephanie Myers being a Mormon was also what caused them to be really angry at her and stuff and okay. so so for, and after the fourth book came out, all, the, all these Twilight fans preferred their own fan fiction and each other's fan fiction. Over the original work, uh-huh. so, then, so then then it broke up and then then it broke up and all different subgenres. So the subgenre of BDSM, subgenre of sex, there's a subgenre of uh of one where Edward's a tattoo artist and Bella Swan is like a person getting a tattoo and it's all like you know, mystical stuff and tattoos and that was called uh, it was called it I think it's, I think it's called Broken Clipped. It was called Clipped Wings and. Uh, clipped wings and inked armor was enabled like that oh, big story. It's such a great title. Wow. <laughs> have you read that? No, I have not. No, okay. Well, I, I but you but sound intimately familiar with it. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> because it's a very interesting story. Yeah, yeah. the story about the story, not the story yeah. itself. Of course. So, uh, so, did, so, someone wrote uh, that short story, and, and then people started like, uh, and because the whole fandom was very well, kind of intentionally driven of that you know, other people kind of wrote similar stories influenced by this first uh, story of the tattoos. And uh, the way this person described it on Reddit was, you know, the way that, like, if you see a repost on Reddit, you don't really mind. You're like, oh, it's it's that Wednesday frog again. I'm going to yeah. upload it. Because yeah, it's, yeah. you kind of, it's just like someone telling a good story again. So yeah. in a way, people were happy that people were retelling the same stories in Twilight because it's, you know, people were happy to see oh, it's is like the Twins. I love that story. Oh, it's, it's someone else wrote a similar story. This is great. And they upload it or not upload it. They give reviews and it yeah. just been up uploading. So there's lots and lots of happening. Then someone wrote. There's someone wrote a story called The Submissive, which uh, was like, oh, okay. And also in this uh, sub, in this genre of the fan fiction, it was called uh, it was called AHAU, which is a uh, care on the, your favorite magic gathering race, all human. All, all humans them. are undead. No? No. no. no that was seem appropriate. That would make far more sense. So It's just, it's just, it's just an all-human alternate universe. Ah. So it's an alternate universe where all the characters in Twilight are humans. Okay. And it's like, they're basically it's just like, well then there's it's just, just normal people who are yeah. falling in love and shit. <laughs> and it's like, just, it's Twilight yeah. without the cool shit, you know. And then uh, and in a way it's kind of like, it made it really easy to write fan fiction about it because now you had these really, instead of having to write your own characters, you had these characters you knew very well and you could just put them in whatever, whatever situation you wanted. Right, but all of their relationships are already being are already being established. Okay, yeah, like so they're yeah, yeah. clip art. You put Clippy in whatever situation you want. <laughs> put on yeah. a little clip art beach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Clippy was actually the antagonist of Clipped Wings. Oh, and yeah. The <laughs> yeah, Clippy Wings. Anyway, it is it is like memes though, isn't it? Right, it's like it's like here. Well, here's a framework. Okay, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can yeah, do whatever yeah, you want yeah. in this little framework. Yeah. 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 and people are always like really, and especially when someone takes the framework into a new level. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe I haven't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so this story, this, this had it was had. All the Twilight characters in a corporate setting. Where you're, you're making me really rude for these. Uh, I know. Twilight oh my god! About. It's only, it, it, this gets so juicy and <laughs> so so this so <laughs> this, one, this one was it was a uh, yeah Edward Cullen is the head of this big company and Bella Swan is a secretary and then they're all you know banging and stuff and then her best his best friend or her, her, her best friend Jacob's all jealous and stuff and uh-huh. and I know was like a really cool story that everyone really really loved and there's lots, di- lots of lots and lots and lots of different versions of this story okay. and one of those stories was. I mean, it wasn't called Future Shades of Grey, but it's what we know now, it's Future Shades of Grey. It was okay. just one of these reposts, or mm. these reprinted memes of the submissive. Okay. So now, I think her name. uh e. L. James. E.L. James, so I think Erica is her first name. So, okay. Yeah, so E.L. James was like a, so. She, she was like, she, she's like marketing executive and she did a really, even though she wrote a very similar story to what was already written, she did a really, really good job of self-promoting it and she made it kind of, she wrote it kind of chapter by chapter and got a huge following for each chapter and, uh, and okay. so basically she got the whole fandom behind her uh, and then it became, very quickly became the most successful story of the fandom. So every year they had like a big charity auction and was, they used to, they, 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 you know, they would raise like a whole lot of money where you know they buy each other's. They buy all, all, all this massive, this massive, massive community would buy each other's books, and the money would go towards charity. Then, mm, uh, some authors would do requests for their fans and stuff. So, uh, they, I think the, the numbers are something along the lines of in in two thousand and eight, they raised twenty thousand dollars. In two thousand and nine, they raised thirty thousand dollars. In two thousand and ten, they raised two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. And in two thousand and eleven, they wrote twenty thousand. They raised twenty thousand dollars. So that big, big spike. So that big spike was El e. James kind of just taking hold of the. But basically, using her 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 that her, her, her yeah, marketing skills to kind of yeah, take hold of the of the fandom and the get everyone behind thing. her, yeah, yeah, and, and so everyone just loads of people bought her book, yeah, and so many people who bought her book that just from the and just from signing it on on Amazon, is it, it? She got it to it ended up kind of just hitting the number one spot on Amazon bestsellers. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, was this self-published on Amazon? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. One, it's one of the early, early success yeah. for that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, 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 and this is also kind of the beginning of that whole revolution in the in 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 the publishing the industry, and also kind of yeah. e-readers also making making self-published stuff really yeah. easily available. Yeah, uh, and got kind of, at, at this point, like the characters were still called Edward, Bella, and <laughs> and, and Jacob, like right. so. And like and if any so like if you have a genre fiction that becomes the number one bestseller. On Amazon list, that's like your career is done. You get you get movie deals. You you've made it. Yeah, that's like the, the the best thing. So she just got that like out of nowhere from kind of getting the whole fandom behind her. And, okay, right. and she also kind of used it like once she started to get more attention like that, she started to say she kind of rallied everyone. She used like everyone's sense of community, kind of to her will. But like, make this make. She sounds like this big evil person, but kind yeah. of like. Kind of, uh, oh, buy myself so one of us can succeed, okay. uh, and every, and everyone was kind of you know we're buying our books like oh we're yeah. friends they so see one of them one of them one of themselves succeed, uh, so then a uh, small town girl makes good yeah exactly yeah and then it got, got picked up by a uh, real publisher and then they changed, change the names. And yeah. changed title. Then she just cut all ties with the community that made her. Really? Yeah, and she okay, like she well, probably, she is evil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, it, and it was and, and, and it was like it was all very dramatic, and like so she didn't acknowledge that this is where it came from. She didn't give any credit to the submissive to put the story to submissive that she got the, took the idea from or was inspired by. Even though that was like so, she was inspired by an inspiration of an inspiration of Jeez. Twilight. So it's 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 fan fiction, fan fiction, fan fiction. Oh my God. Uh, I'd imagine some lawyers uh,
1: got talking to her and advised her strongly to do that yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah uh, sure. Sure.
0: yeah. yeah. And, and and so she completely doesn't acknowledge them at all and then because and then because other people so let's say people who so the person who wrote Clipped Wings and the person who wrote The Submissive realised that oh well I, I can do that too so they also they also cut ties these other big writers cut ties with the community to kind of get find their own way and and that they had moderate success uh, okay. on and on, mm. so the whole this huge wonderful fandom just completely fell apart and imploded on itself. Wow! Uh, because of this, the massive success, of uh, *Future Shades* of Grey. Wow. So you might say that those authors, in some ways, drank the lifeblood of the community. Yeah, they're the vampires. All along. <laughs> and then yeah, and then and people will, will always say that you know so. I think it was right. I remember around three years ago when like, I first saw the story and I was like 10 of the people in I always said that, oh, you know, E.L. James, she'll never write another book because she's not an author because like she didn't write the book in a, in a normal way and yeah. wasn't inspired in a normal way, so like, there was no way she'd ever write another book. There no, uh, was one time, you know, eyes at the Bobas gave it the same rant, which by the way mightn't even be true. This comes from those comments on Reddit uh, <laughs> where it's, it's so juicy. Um, because someone said, oh, no, she does have another book coming out. So I was genuinely surprised that, oh, there's another book coming out. That's, that's a fair play to her. And uh, so this other book is, it's, it's called, is called Grey? I think it's called Grey. And it's, uh, it's oh, the yeah. same story again, but from uh, Christian Grey's point of view. Oh, yeah. Which, like, yeah. I swear to God, Annie, I'm pretty sure every author has had that idea at one point to retell an old story mm. from another person's point of view yeah. and then dismiss that idea because it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, most, a lot of authors do it from, like, they, they try to do it from, like, a, a famous a famous story that they themselves didn't write. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, Wicked. Yeah, Is yeah. The Wizard of Oz it's like from a, the witch's point yeah, of view or, like or whatever? A classic story. I read it like. she didn't even do that. She was like, "Oh no, my own story. That's good enough." Yeah, yeah. and it's like I think, I think people say, like, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if like J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter again from Ron's point of view?" And it's one of those things that, when you first hear it, you are like,
1: oh, yeah, that does sound
0: pretty." No way, that's a terrible idea. Because there is going to be no peril. There is going to be no suspense or tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like. Yeah, she wrote another book but it's the book that an author wouldn't write. Yeah. There we, go. we, we you're Better off just writing the character profile of... Yeah, that's exactly because it's <laughs> the same story.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I could rant
0: a lot more but I'll stop now because, Okay. Yeah, we, we've, we've, we've gone very far from our topic of vampires but as Ciaran as requested it was all human. All yeah, it was. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, That's yes. well very good. Go. Um, the, the, the vampires in Nixland in also are able to go out in the daytime. So sparkly? No, they're, they're I don't know if they're sparkly, but they're very pale. Uh, okay. uh, the vampires twilight already go outside because they're in overcast Washington state. Well, no, no, they can go outside anytime. Okay. Oh, but they it's that yeah, right. yeah they yeah, sparkle, yeah. so it'd be really obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, is there is there next? Is that is that true of all magic vampires? Can they all come out during the daytime? No, of course not. But oh wait, in Magic the Gathering, in Magic, uh, I have no idea. Because I feel like I've seen some Zendikari vampires. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So. I could. Well, maybe not in a Strad once. Yeah, I mean well, the Sauron can do it. Well, the old
1: Dominarian like Sanger vampire and stuff looks pretty classic. Not yeah, pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure,
0: sure. He's pretty pale. Anyway, this is the topic for another time. Yeah. We can yeah. go deep dive on magic vampires. Yeah. Actually, a podcast already exists for that. If you want to check, that photos, the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did that. it could turn into a wolf. Yes, he can. That's um, pretty cool. Other things. <laughs> It's a good book, Dracula. Right? Yeah, really well, so much. Yeah. yeah. What? No. The oh, Keanu Reeves sorry. thing is good. What? Are you joking? No, what?
1: it's that movie's awful. I love that movie. It's so terrible. No, it's great. With, his acting in it is insane. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll <laughs> literally watch Keanu that? Reeves in literally anything. Anyway, that's fine. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> uh, that's the last word. He's pretty good in that. Yeah. Couldn't slow down. <laughs> He is very good in that one. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be it from us. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye-bye.